So I think it's a perfect weather to relax and sit down with a great movie, isn't it? And what better way to do it um, than watching a movie that tells your very own unique story, that puts your own characters into perspective, and that really, uh, I think, takes you to the heart of areas close to yours. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Kings of Mulberry Street already for release and it's going to be another journey for um, moviegoers, specifically those of Indian origin who will now get to see their stories coming alive on the big screen. A very warm welcome to you. It's Newsbreak Talk today. I'm Tadej Hadi Prashad. Good to be back. Good to talk to you this Saturday afternoon and we look forward to our uh, close-up now of Indian origin cinema in South Africa and how this has been growing so successfully I mean, there's been some really good titles as of late don't even need to mention them because you know them all too well now you're fans of many franchise I think it started quite greatly with Broken Promises um, Keeping Up with the Gundas Armies it was, uh, uh, it was recently many more that came through um, that told Indian origin stories the likes of material I think it was um, very important to see a lot of these stories unfold on the big screen like that and now we have another one and this time the interesting thing about it is that it's not necessarily only about adults who are making it to the feature on the big screen it's also about young people um, young stories as youth month comes to an end now and we've been we've been talking a lot about the importance of placing young people at the forefront of development at the forefront of um, I think this the country's trajectory and here you have a film which talks about two young boys and their life stories within um, Durban in 1980. Set in Verilum and in Tongat in Kozula Natal, set in the 1980s, a very significant, interesting time there for the Indian origin community. And um, we're going to be talking to these young boys in a short while. They're going to be joining us in studio. It's so great to be surrounded by young stars here. You just feel the, the, the potential and the growth of South Africa's young population just rearing to the air to the top now. So we're going to be talking to them. And we also have the brainchild behind all of this and that's none other than Judy Naidu. She is of course the director and the producer of Kings of Mulberry Street joining me today in studio. Judy, thanks so much for your time. It's good to have you. Well, thank you for having me. And I can see that, I can see I can see how busy you've been because you just, you know, dressed up in that kit, ready to go on that mode now. It's been a cool journey, hasn't it? It's been very exciting. I mean, this film's been a long time coming. Yeah. Really long time. Yeah. So I'm just so excited for people to, to see it. There's not an ounce of nervousness. Not yet. <laughs> I think as we get uh, closer to release, yeah. then uh, yeah, it might set in. But right now we just need to do what we need to do. Yeah. Um, I, I want, I, I want to, you know, start it from there. And, um, I think, I think a couple of years ago there was almost, um, you know, a narrative within the Indian origin community that um, it's not really a viable topic for the big screen. It's not really going to put in audiences. Um, Indian origin entertainment or fiction is generally seen within the comic space where it is just, you know, comic relief, not actual substance. And in recent years, we've seen um, some really powerful films on screen. And it's really set the box office ticking as well. You say it's a long time coming. So I'm sure you had this idea for a long time. When did you realize, wait a second, this can work now? You know, when I, um, I came back from New York City 2006, 
And while I was there, um, I had a lecturer who actually liked my work and I, he saw something in me. I don't know what it was, yeah. but I'm very grateful that he did. But he said to me, you know, you should uh, tell your own stories when you go home. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, as an Indian female, who's going to be interested in me? I, I don't have a interesting life. Yeah. So on that flight back, and it was a 16-hour flight, yeah. um, I kept thinking about this man and what he said to me. And I thought, you know, for somebody, and he was a tutor from NYU, actually, who was um, tutoring at this other institution that I was in. And I said, for somebody of that caliber to see something in me, it means that maybe mm. I have something. Yeah. So on that flight, I kept thinking yeah. about, and for some reason, my childhood kept coming up. Yeah. And I thought about growing up in Verulam. Um, I grew up in Groom Street, yeah. which is actually not part of a suburb, actually. It's actually part of the town. Yeah. So I was a little bit on the outskirts of yeah. things. Um, and then I thought the, the characters of Tiki, Babu, the world of the story, and the title of the film emerged on that flight. Yes. So when I landed, yeah, no, I knew. When, when was this? And this was in 2006. Right. So it's a long yeah, time ago. Yeah. And when I landed uh, in Johannesburg, I sat down and I wrote it immediately. Yeah. I didn't even go to sleep. Yeah. I just, I left my bags at the front door. Wow. Got to my desk and I wrote six pages and I wrote it as a short film. Yeah. And then I read it and I went, you know what? I want to ask you about that filmmaking yeah. process. That's really a focus here today in our talk show, the growth and the development of Indian origin yeah. cinema. But you've got me so hooked on the way you've described it. I can see why <laughs> your lecturer said you were good with stories because you've got me hooked on that story now. Give me some dynamics of that story. I mean, you're telling your story growing up in this area, north of KwaZulu-Natal. What was, you know, what, what was the creative process in your head that compelled you to write the story? What was it? Yeah. Well, listen, you know, writing, I find, is the most difficult thing you can do. It is really challenging. Because you need to be able to access parts of yourself yeah. that sometimes you don't want to. Yeah. It's very. I find of all the, the filmmaking elements, yeah. I find writing the most difficult. Yes. But I also find that I am able to go to a very quiet place mm. within myself. And you're almost channeling the story. So for me, I, I do not know how the story came to me. Yeah. But I felt like I was almost a vessel and the story was coming Absolutely. through me. So it was about local... Life back then? So when I thought about the, my childhood, yeah. there were so many crazy characters that yeah, I knew. Yeah. And I grew up with kids who, you know, would sing and dance and do amazing things. And if they had been now, they would be internet sensations. Yeah. You know, and the, the opportunities didn't exist right. then, you know. Yeah. And those characters were in my mind. And I was a bit of a crazy kid myself. You know, I am both Tiki and Babu. Yeah. They're both two sides of the same coin. So I was the fat kid. Yeah. <laughs> with well, I think at this point then, tell us, who, who, who's Tiki and Babu? So Tiki and Babu are the two leads. Yeah. And um, Tiki, Tiki's a very uh, street smart. He's got the Durban lingo down. He's able to tune like no yeah, one so else. You can say XA whenever yeah. he wants to. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the kid that we chose, uh, 
wasn't anything like yeah, Tiki. When, what a when, challenge. So he was very uh, respectful and well-spoken and, uh, you know, didn't w- want to say exe a lot. And then eventually when we did go through a rehearsal process, we couldn't stop him from saying exe. <laughs> and then Babu, uh, played by Sean Natu, is an amazing kid. He's full of attitude, also unlike his character. Yeah. Because the real... Babu is very uh, confident, right. uh, also a sm- smart ass, <laughs> will give as good as he gets. Right. Uh, but he had to play a very timid, a very meek character. And um, so, you know, I, I actually drew a lot on my self yeah. as a kid. Yeah. There were moments when I used to be a crazy kid. Yeah. And just perform and, yeah. you know, put on plays and do stuff. And then there were times when I was actually very shy and, you know, timid and needed to be pushed in the right yes. direction. But the whole film rides on the theme of friendship. Yeah. And uh, when I thought about friendship, the movie Cholet yeah. was very much in my life because I um, I think it was released the year I was born. So it actually was before my time. Yes. However, what a legendary film because that film is iconic. It epic. has iconic epic, stars. Epic, epic. It's a, a one that up to today, yeah. I mean, they remade it in 3D. I yeah, mean, yeah. So when I was India, in India, I saw yeah. these big posters up for, for that. I mean, I really see then how your life experiences and, 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 you know, your, um, you know, your childhood wove itself into the narrative. And yes. I'm sure then from what you're saying, that must have been a cathartic experience for you. But I think setting the tone then of what the film is about, where it's set, etc. Yeah. Let's move on to, I think, the point of it. So you wrote the script now. And mm. this must have been like around 2006, 2007. Yeah. Not really a... a a welcoming time for Indian origin cinema, yeah. local cinema. What did you then do with it? I shelved it. Yeah. I read it and I said, well, listen, I don't think anyone's going to uh, be interested in yeah. the story. And I thought, you know what? Um, I don't think the industry is ready for this. Yeah. And I shelved it. I went on my life. I went and did my master's in uh, producing in the UK. And that was like over a three-year period. And when I returned and I got all my stuff out of storage, I unpacked yeah. this file that had this, the six pages I had written. And I read it and I thought, oh my word, there's a film in here. Yeah. It's actually not a sto- short story. It, there's a really interesting film in here. And I think maybe because I had stepped away from my life for three years and I was on the outside now, you know, looking in and I came back to South Africa with a fresh vision and a fresh perspective. Yeah. So when I looked at it, I thought definitely a film in year. I approached, so this was in 2012. Yeah. Right? So 2006 to 2012 was already such a, a long time. Yeah. Um, I approached the National Film and Video Foundation. They gave me some development money. Yeah. And that then, yeah, you know, but then finding a writer. Yeah. Because I didn't believe in myself as a writer at that stage. So I using did. writer for dialogue and so screenplay. So the, the writer to transform it from a, a six-page short film into a full-length feature right. film, which yes. would be around 90 pages, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just I couldn't find a writer. I just, and you know, I thought, you know what? There are more experienced writers than me. I've not written a single thing. I'm going to look for that. And four writers came and went. 
And I then realized, actually, I am the right writer yeah, because yeah. I know the world of the story. I know the characters. Um, and I was the, the one to write it. So I did write it and I wrote it in three days, which was a shock to me. I, the only time I woke up was to go and drink Roy Boss tea and go, <laughs> and go to the loo. But over the three days, I, uh, the story this really was a passion project. For yeah. You, it, right? li- the story literally came. Yeah. Pouring out of me. Yeah. Well, I want to then go on to the shooting process, but let's take mm. a break right now. And on mm. this note, then at 20 past one here, you can give us a call. It's 089 Let us know your thoughts on filmmaking in, in South Africa. Indian origin stories, they seem to be um, big business right now in South Africa. I'd love to know your thoughts. I mean, you've seen quite a lot on the big screen, and I'd like to know your thoughts on this development. Do you enjoy it? What do you think needs to change? What do you think needs to be worked upon? Um, do you think that Indian origin stories um, could be more serious, uh, more fun, more lighter? Whatever your thoughts are on this, because you're the, ultimately the cinema goer and you want to see the story from your community on the big screen. We'd love to know your thoughts. We're in conversation with Judy Naidu. Of course, she's the director producer of the upcoming feature Kings of Mulberry Street. We are going to be talking to the cast in a short while. Stay tuned. Yep, it's Newsbreak Talk, and we are talking about the growth of Indian origin cinema. I mean, some big, big releases have really worked its way into your hearts, from the likes of Three Days to Go, uh, the Keeping Up with the Gandasamis, uh, so many others. A material was quite a special one as well, I know, for you guys. And it's been really interesting to watch this development. And we are talking now to Judy Naidu. Her feature film hits theatres next week. And it's the um, Kings of Mulberry Street. And she's been talking to us about the writing process, about getting an Indian origin story um, into a narrative, into a film. And it's time then to talk to her about actually making the film the logistics behind it i mean it it, it got a good sort of um response from uh the film and film commission and then to actually now make the film what was that process like um it was a little bit of a challenge because you know putting finance together for a film mm-hmm. is a difficult thing um in order to make the level of quality of film that you want to make you need the appropriate budget you know um so you can't go and try and make a, a 10 million rand film for for 1 million it that's insane and yeah. i think a lot of people had tried to do that in the past but um you know so raising the finance was the first step and i think i was a little bit lucky because the script was strong mm. and the comedy on the page was there so when investors and funders read it they were convinced by it the thing they had concerns about was the two little boys and whether i was going to find them in south africa there was a very little um confidence that i would find them and uh, a, a lot of people said to me listen you need to prepare yourself that you might not find these boys you need to go and find them in india and I did not panic for a moment because I knew these kids. I knew they existed. It was a matter of searching for them. What was that search process like? So um, I got in touch with uh, Kajal Bhagwandin. Yeah. And actually, we did an announcement on Lotus for the casting search. And we got a, a couple of uh, kids that came for our callbacks. And during that time, we found our Babu. But we couldn't find our Tiki. Tiki was uh, a bit of an elusive one to find. 
But eventually we extended our searches to schools and we found Tiki over a six-month period. It took us six months to find our Tiki, but we eventually did. And he just happens to be from my hometown in yeah. Verulam. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, there's obviously talent out there. Yeah. It's just a matter of looking for them and finding them. I've got a question. Are these professional actors? Because this is a fascinating <laughs> thing. That they're not then. They're not. Yeah. None of these kids. Actually, out of all of the kids that auditioned, I would say 98% had no acting background, had never been in front of a camera and had no coaching whatsoever. So I was fully prepared to put in the work to train them. And that is why we had such a long rehearsal period. Mm. We had six weeks of rehearsals in which I would uh, work with them to get them into character. And then we had a four-week shoot period that followed. Take me through that process. I mean, it sounds really interesting um, in terms of You've got, firstly, you've had to, you know, you've got your story, you felt it, you wrote it. I think that was amazing to understand the kind of passion that needs to go into Indian origin cinema. Mm. You need to know the story, you need to know how to expand it and and, and make it into a a viable product. You wrote it, you approached the business funders, you managed to get the film commission on board. Great. It's time to do the work now. And you've got a team, the cog of the film, basically, the lead actors who are not professional actors. Yes. How did you get them into character? Well, listen, it's not just the kids who were not professionals. It was a lot of the adults as well. So the pool of of Indian actors in South Africa is very small. Right. And to be able to source that, we had to look very hard. So I even had to take risks. So we've got the character of Dev played by Amit Singh, who's never acted in anything before. Um, Kesh and Chetty may be an uh, internet sensation, but he's never acted in a feature film before. So we had a lot of people who were not given a break before, and everyone was having their break on it. So the rehearsal process was quite intense. I was very, very clear on the vision for this film from the get-go, and I knew how I wanted Indians to be portrayed. Because in a lot of films and I think in a lot of comedy it's very exaggerated and when you're doing a film that has to be a feel-good film and have a lot of heart the accent can sometimes distract from what's really happening in a scene you know the heart and soul of a scene needs to come through and I said to them listen you're already Indian you don't need to put on an Indian accent But the way the script was written was already with the the lingo in it. So I just wanted people to use their natural selves to be able to access the character. And that's one thing I'm really proud of because I think the film can travel. I think that's a powerful point that you've raised on. um, And and it's been, I think there's two ways to really approach um, Indian art. Mm. Let's just call it art. Mm. and, and we've canvassed this previously on Newsbreak Talk here, where some say, yeah, but why must Indian origin people, Indian South Africans, always be represented in media with a specific type of accent, with a specific type of mannerism, with a specific type of dressing? Mm-hmm. Whereas we're more than that, you know, we're professional. We have a professional accent sometimes. Some, some, mm-hmm. And then others say, well, this is 
the grassroots Indian origin person that needs to come onto the stage, that needs to come onto platforms. Mm. It's a debate. Which way do you go? And mm. I mean, explain your thoughts on that debate to me. You know, I, I, it was very important to me that I represented this community well. I, I, I didn't want to cheapen yeah. the lives of people. And I think, you know, you may be, you may come from a poor background. You may be a little bit uneducated. However, there's certain things about you that make you incredibly smart, that make you charming, that make you witty. And I wanted that to come to yeah. the fore. Instead of having the accent overwhelm the character. Yeah. And so uh, those were conscious decisions I made. And we had long discussions with, um, with the cast. And yeah, I said, listen, yeah. Don't put it on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Auntie Kogi is probably a good example uh, of an actress who has played a wide range of stuff. And on this film, she's not recognizable from any of her other roles. Actually, you will watch it and not know it's Auntie Kogi. Sounds absolutely fascinating. Incredibly. Um, well, that was a good point. I mean, I really enjoyed uh, the, uh, that discussion on that. Uh, the representation of the Indian origin character, uh, is it evolving? Uh, does it need to be, you know, of a particular style? Can it be of, a, as, as uh, Judy's explained to us, of an international standard? I think it's wonderful. I'd love to know your thoughts. But now I'm going to go to WhatsApp. I see some really interesting messages coming through. Um, let's start on this particular one. Uh, it comes from Shani Singh. Hi, Hi, and congrats to Judy. Must say, it's awesome. Have seen the adverts coming from the youth. Must say, mind-blowing. Cannot wait to watch this movie. Keep up the good work, and that's with love from Shani Singh. I uh, see um, your film's already getting a lot of a uh, lot of praise already. Vasantha sent a message. Vasantha from Mir Bank. Yes, most definitely. We need movies that brings up the real meanings of our lives. I'm an avid Indian author fan. It's so good to bring back our great, fond, uh, united and loving memories. So yes, Malbury, wow. Congratulations to Judy and her team. Wish you all everything of the best. And yes, can't wait to watch this awesome movie on the big screen. This is going to be great. Uh, legacy, a great legacy brought back. Thank you. God bless. Much love from Vasanta. Uh, so I see there's a lot of support coming through already. Rajan Rajkumar from Cape Town. Congratulations to the Mulberry team. So proud of you guys. South Africans have so many inherent talents that need to be exposed. Today I stand up tall and say I'm so proud to be South African. Rajan Rajkumar in Cape Town. I love what he says there. I stand up tall and say I'm proud to be South African. And we'll touch on that just now, Judy, when you talk about uh, it being an Indian story or whether it's a South African story, because that's a distinction. And I know we have a lot of discussions on this sort of identity, this, this um, you know, debate and this kind of uh, placement of the Indian origin people within uh, the context of South African society. How is cinema approaching it? That's wonderful to find out. Let's go to a WhatsApp voice note here. You can also send us WhatsApp voice notes. This is from um, Captain Seelan, if I'm not mistaken. Hello. Hi, my name is I was a resident of Verlam and now an ex-resident of Verlam. Uh, I just want to tell you, ma'am, that I was a kid when I moved into Verlam from Coniston and uh, I was born in Verlam and uh, Groomstead. I grew up in Groomstead as a little boy and went to school from there and uh, Groomstead uh, is totally changed now. The old church is still there, though, without the roof. 
that bell that belongs to the church is there. It was a beautiful place to live in back in the days. It's a wonderful thought. I mean, here you go. I mean, Judy, I think that particular voice note itself is what you're talking about. Back to that era, back to that time, and to bring it um, to bring it onto the screen. I mean, I, I know we've spoke about this in terms of re- the representation of that Indian origin voice image character, but I want to ask you again because this is particularly interesting in my head right now. After listening to Captain Seelan, his description of of that time, you know, it is a localized scenario. It's a localized time. It's a localized community. They have a particular way of doing things, of speaking. Mm. But you say you want to also show show something else to that side i mean one one has a sense that a person from this community would speak in this particular way like, take, mm. take for example sotsi for example mm. there's no way that the character yeah. could have spoken in a proper english accent he had to speak in sotsi mm. that's why he's won mm. the oscar yeah. um explain to me that how you approach that so i think when you watch the film you will not for one moment not believe that these people belonged in the 80s they are their accent their nature their style is very much within the world and the time of that film so i think in i'm very proud that they that they were able to achieve it each actor it's about how you craft a performance yeah. so you can have the accent but it's in your performance you know when people are sad not everyone responds in the same way to a, a situation where you grieve. Yeah. Some people can be over the top. However, some people respond may respond in the total opposite way and go into silence. Yeah. So it's about the actors and I have to give the actors credit for that because I wanted a very nuanced performance, one that had depth and that they had given thought to. How do people really respond? Mm. So I think the actors have done amazingly yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. No guys, I've just been introduced to two superstars. I'm telling you, they're like <laughs> seriously, they just walk in here, take over the studio. <laughs> One just puts his hand out there while I'm on air, he wants to shake it and let his let, let people know he's here, he's here to stay. We're going to introduce you to these superstars after this. It's news break talk today. I'm Tarish Hadipashad and I'm talking to Judy Naidu. She's the producer director of Kings of Mulberry Street, a, a local film about the Indian origin community set in the 1980s in Verulam and Tungat, north of Kozula Natal. And it's quite an interesting topic. And I think we've been talking about how um, the Indian origin um, sentiment and the Indian origin opinion is making its way to the big screen in a big way. So, yeah, I think I just told you now a short while ago, I was moved by some superstars who just kind of took over the studio, man. And I'm so happy to have them join me in studio right now. And we're saying hello to Sean Nathu. Hello, Sean. Hello. How are you doing? Good, and you? Well, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. And also Akil Hussein, who's joining us today. Hey, Akil. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. Thank you for joining us today. And so you guys, and I can see that you guys are superstars. Yeah? Are you guys superstars yet? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well, maybe let's let's talk about your characters then. Akil, let's start with you. And I know that you're playing Tiki. Yes. So, uh, so tell me a bit more about Tiki. What's Tiki about? He, is, um, he lives in the small town of Verlam. Yeah. Where... He's a real big Bollywood fan yeah. and he loves to watch uh, s- uh, movies 
uh, then uh, this boy Babu comes yeah. and he becomes he becomes friends with Babu and shows him the ropes of how to be a real charo in Dwello. <laughs> so wow, okay. Um Bollywood though you say and do you like Bollywood specifically? No. You don't like Bollywood. Why not? Because I like hip-hop. <laughs> okay, we have something in common there. So talk to me about this acting process then. I mean, are you playing Tiki? And of course, what we know about um, Tiki is, you know, he's he's the typical street-wise. He's got the swag down. Was it easy for you to, for you to play a character like this? Kind of, because... Uh it wasn't too much away from who I was. I was kind of, the first audition, I wasn't like how I am now and yeah. how I was because I kind of changed because I was, I was very nervous at the one of the first auditions with Judy and all because yeah. you didn't know what to expect. Right. Then when we got on to rehearsals and etc. We I actually got used to everyone and uh, I know I, I had like yeah like something where you you never. F- feel like uh, you, you just say Judy if anything's wrong you just like tell her something yeah like yeah that. but tell me now I mean I know you're saying a lot of funny words there like XA and Waka and etc was it easy for you to learn these words because do you speak like that normally not, not exactly <laughs> words, but so, so maybe give me a line from the film then when you had to use words like this how did you do it you had to say it in a kind of swaggish way yeah like say it for me then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and was it easy for you? It was. It wasn't hard to learn the lines because yeah. we, me and my mom, we sat down and we learned it bit by bit. Yeah. And after like three three tries of learning it off, I learned it off. So it wasn't that hard. Yeah. So that was Tiki. Now let's talk to Babu who's Sean Natu. Of course, uh, what we know about Sean was timid. Uh, what we know about Babu, rather, he's timid and he just moves into this new neighborhood and um, he's come from Johannesburg. So he has this bit of a snooty kind of academic father who's really shaped his experience. So Sean, what was it like for you to, to try and find out what Babu was meant to be like? Well, Babu was a very—he was a very shy guy. Yeah. He wasn't like—he wouldn't be like Tiki. He was very adventurous. He liked looking outside and seeing the world, but he was very scared of lots of things. And he definitely didn't—he definitely wasn't like Tiki. Yeah. So you know what? And let me say that—I uh, mean, we know that Babu is timid. He's shy. He's very reserved. I can tell you that Sean, who's yourself in real life, isn't that guy. Because I wonder if you remember this, right? Let's test your brain and see if you remember this. I was interviewing your grandfather, Professor Jerry Kovadia, a while ago. And you stepped into the room. And Professor Kovadia goes, this is my grandson and he's an actor. He's going to be a superstar. And then you turned to me and said, yes, I'm a superstar. And you shook my hand. Do you remember that? No. Ah, how could you not? (laughs) But... This is you, right? You're not that shy. You're this guy that will go up to a perfect stranger, shake their hand and say, hey, listen, I'm a superstar. But now you have to play somebody who's shy and who's reserved. How did you tone it down? No, it wasn't hard. It was easy. Yeah. Um, I just got the feeling of who he was and his personality. And then after a while of getting used to playing the role, I got used to Babu's personality. And then on the days I was like him. Yeah. But after I was still like myself. So. Have you acted before? 
Um, we are happy now of, of playing our school as the lead actor. Yeah, so never on film before. No, and I do do fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was it hard then? I mean, you've never acted in a film before. No, no, never. Was it hard for you to do it now? It was a nice experience. I wouldn't say hard. Yeah. It was nice. It was fun. Yeah. It was hard at times. Yeah. But it was nice. Guys, you know what the, the, the really cool thing about this film, and you've explained your characters... Uh, and I know you don't want to give too much away because you do want everybody to come through to the big screen and see what you're about. But what I can gather from this story is that it's all about friendship, right? And what did you guys learn about friendship from that perspective? Akil, you? Um, you should never leave your friend in a bad situation. You should always be there for him or you can just turn his head and hit you down. <laughs> hit you down? <laughs> yeah, you should be very considerate of their feelings. Uh, you shouldn't only think about yourself. You should be, um, you should be like, you shouldn't be, uh, oh, this is for me, this is for me. You, you, you must also worry about what he wants, what she wants, or whatever. But you yeah. mustn't be too. And do you have friends like that, like from your personal life in school, yeah. at home, and stuff? Yes. I mean, surely this film has really sh- reshaped your perspective on on friends. Talk yeah. to me about you know what you understand of friendship. Friendship is something where your friends will never, they'll, they'll never um, leave you where you'll be uh, left alone. They'll always yeah. be there with you. They play with you, stuff like that. Yeah. And I've always had my friends from the time I was in grade art till yeah. now. Wow. And what about you, Sean? In terms of friendship, this film, what did it teach you about friendship? Um, this film definitely taught taught me to be kind and have respect and have manners. And just those people that don't have that, it's just really sad. Yeah. And and in terms of upholding the friendship, because I know it, in terms of what you're saying about respect, about kindness and about upholding it, but in terms of actually, you know, realizing that, wait a second, this is my friend and I have to be in a certain way with this friend. Yeah. Um, how do you, how's that reshaped your thinking about friendship? Yeah, you should always stay with your people and that's really hit me because I have to stay close with your friends and build a bond. Yeah. You know? Having said that, though, you guys, I don't know if you guys were friends before shooting, but I, no, I, I clearly no. seems like you guys are friends now. Have you guys become friends or you yeah, guys were like superstars, yeah. or, you know, uh, <laughs> fighting for screen time? <laughs> Did you guys become yeah. friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Explain that to me. Did you play pranks on Sean when he, when, when he was not looking? No. no really? I, I did not do that to him. Guys, come on, man. Sean wasn't the only one who became friends. We became friends with Judy, yeah. the whole cast, the crew, yeah. everyone, yeah. because they were very nice compared to what people said. They wow. Like wow. Of the crew Amazing. I want to talk about the future a little bit and in terms of acting and, and, and trying to really consolidate this beginning of your career now. And Sean, let's talk to you about it. I mean, you told me back then that, hey, listen, I'm a superstar. Is that your goal? Not really. I'm, I would like to act like if it's a fun thing, but not, I'm not looking forward to being like an actor. I would like to. It might, might be a fun hobby, but not really. I'm not don't want to be an actor. I would do it like for fun, but I want to become a surgeon. Yeah. Like who? Like... <laughs> Your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Akin? Uh, acting is not something I would go into full time. I would... I. I have, I do have uh, three uh, things that I would like to be. And what are they? Acting, um, a marine biologist, an accountant, or a chemical engineer. Wow. But because I really love animals, especially sea animals, that's why I would like to be a marine biologist. But acting, it, it's, it'll kind of be hard to find roles, etc. Seeing 
because I'll do that sideline. <laughs> Amazing. Gents, I want you to stay with us because we're going to talk to you in a short while. But yeah, Judy, I see you weren't kidding, hey, when you said these were dynamic, <laughs> dynamic young men who really imbibe the character, who really take it to heart. And I can see what you're talking about. I see the way the casting went, where you have somebody, mm. um, you know, who's shy, timid, and then easily all mixing into it. I want to ask you, without giving too much away, because I know you don't want to, um, I want you to explain to us the trajectory and the, the, the character graph of these two guys in the script. You know, I think um, when you're nine years old, it's, it's acceptable to believe in fantasy, yeah. to believe in Bollywood, to believe in the idea that you can be a hero. And what the film is teaching you is that you should embrace your own inner hero. You know, one of the lines that Tiki says, what's the line, Tiki? If you want to act, if you want to be a hero, act like a hero. And that is it. You know, you don't need to be a superhero. You don't need to be Batman. But every single person through self-belief can be special. And so both the characters go on this journey where Tiki teaches Babu how to embrace his inner hero yeah. and how to believe him in himself. And I think that moment when Babu does believe in himself, it's special. Sounds powerful. That. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I'm going to bring it now, now to, I think, the kind of, um, you know, focus we generally do here on Newsbreak Talk. Um, and we find that, uh, I, I, I mean, in the, I'm, I'm told it was far better in the 1980s. My mother's always nagging me about that back in my day. <laughs> so um, I'm told in the 1980s, it was a far more gentle time compared to the way it is in 2019, mm. economically. Mm. Um, and now the kinds of pressures that, um, kinds of pressures that exist, gangsterism, drugs, violence, exposure to so much of evil. Mm. Um, and, and, I want to know from you in terms of young people finding that inner superhero now mm. to find yourself living or being raised in a space where that exists. Mm. How can young people find that inner superhero to stand up to it, stand up against it? Well, the one message in the film is that the love of a true friend can give you that. The yeah. love of a true friend can make you believe that you can be anything. Yeah. So friendship is something so universal and it's throughout the ages. It's not something that belonged in a certain time. Um, and the reason why I set the film in 1989 is it was just pre-democracy. Mm-hmm. It was important for me to set it in that world that was still segregated. The Indian community was still living in a very insular world and there were prejudices obviously, you know, throughout the country, but within the Indian community itself, we had our own little prejudices. On subtle levels, these are in the film, and I wanted to be able to uh, to create a film that had enough depth of the time that it, you know, you could engage on it on whatever level. So if you wanted to engage on a purely entertainment level, it was fine. Yeah. If you wanted to engage deeper about the times that that film was made in, then you could. So the times of time, that period that it set in was very crucial, but it was also very crucial to reflect, reflect accurately 
what happened during those times mm. and the way people lived. Fascinating. Well, I want to talk a bit more about that because you spoke about friendship and I think we'll end off on that note of friendship. Mm. Uh, very important for South Africa's youth today. Mm. But let's go to the phone lines. We've got Patricia on the line who would love to talk to us today. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Taresh, and hello to Judy Naidu as well, and hello to uh, to everyone listening, and especially those little dynamites. Yeah, <laughs> say hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> hello, and I'm so happy and proud of you all making us really proud. Yeah, eh? aren't they just... And I must say that, yeah, a feather in our Indian cap, I must say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, congratulations to uh, Judy uh, on putting pen on paper and writing yeah. about your your past your childhood yeah. and uh, that's um from uh, and actually making it into a movie uh, that's the kings of mulberry street was born and i just couldn't wait to to watch that great movie and i'm sure it's exciting and enjoyable it's already out here in our cinemas at Technico Midlands uh, Mall. Oh, Midlands Mall. Yeah. And yeah, and I must say congrats to all the actors and actresses, especially the two little dynamites yeah. who are so dynamic. Yeah. And uh, hey guys, you know what they say? Dynamite comes in small packages. Yeah. And it has proved it time and time again, especially with these two. And I'm so happy. You know, when we see this ad on Glow TV, and I always watch it, I say I must see this movie you know it's already out here and couldn't wait to see it i just want to say congratulations judy and to all the guys and especially you judy so great achievement congratulations may you grow from strength to strength and all the best and god bless all of you all of you each and every one of you Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Patricia. We always thank you. We really appreciate that. Yeah, and we love hearing from you, Patricia. Thanks so much. We're gonna go to WhatsApp quickly. Um this is from Virendra Rajdeo in Harinagar. Uh, Harinagar is, uh, help me and place that, that's that's north, right? I am not sure. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Viren, please tell me where exactly Harinagar is. <laughs> help me with my geography here. Well, uh, Viren says, hi to both of you. I believe that the film is set in the 80s. How did you source out the costumes? Also, how much of set building had to be done? Great questions there. And Viren also sends his congratulations. Uh, costumes. Yeah. So it is a, a period piece and as such we had to be accurate to the times. Yeah. So we uh, did source wardrobe that was very much 80s. Yeah. You know, uh, and even the vehicles. So the vehicles came from 70, 70s yeah, and yeah, 80s. Yeah. Wow. Um, and we have an amazing vehicle, a classic in, in the car that belongs to the villain. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful car and people need to, to watch the movie wow. to see what really happens That's with that car. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, I want to ask about sunglasses. Did you have that eighties Ray Ban? So yes, our villain does have an eighties uh, Ray Ban sunglasses on the head, yeah. Yeah, on the mark. Yeah. Another question by Viren was uh, set building. That also may have been particularly interesting. Did you, where did you shoot? You know, um, so I created the fictional world of Sugar Hill District yeah. because I wanted to allow myself some creative license. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then. It gave me the opportunity to use the best locations and the most cinematic locations from Verlum and Tongat. So the world of Verlum and Tongat become one world. So you wouldn't know that we actually did it. Feels like one world. Yeah. yeah. And um, in Tongat, there is a, uh, I think it's a government building that's 
really nice looking railway type building. Yeah. We actually converted yeah. that into a nightclub. Yeah. It's totally transformed for the film. You would yeah. not believe it. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so we a lot of attention to detail, I'd imagine, when you yeah. construct a set like that. Yeah. No. And, yeah. and and also some lucky accidents along the way. Yeah. Yeah. We drove to the cane fields. Yeah. And uh, we have these beautiful cane field shots in the film. <laughs> but on the way, we found uh, a bridge. Yeah. And I just said to the production designer, I want to shoot on that bridge. I didn't think he was going to make it happen. But two days later, it's cool. We got permission. You were shooting on that bridge. Because that bridge yeah. it was amazing, yeah. right? It, was, it, it. it had all of this rust. And, yeah, and it was wonderful. So what, kind of, what, what did you shoot on the bridge? We shot him. Well, that's... Yeah. That's what we shot Vito's Chow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a line where <laughs> Tiki says, but you, this is Vito's Chow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, hey, listen, Viren, thanks for the geography lesson. He says that, uh, and this is just for me, I'm just sharing it with you guys. <laughs> Harinagar is in Shell Cross, adjacent to Burling Heights. I think I mixed it up with Desainagar. Yeah. I think that yes, was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. not too off the market. <laughs> thanks, Viren, for clarifying that. Um, uh, some details about the movie now. Is the movie out in cinemas in Durban, the greater part of Durban? So the movie pre-releases this yeah. weekend. So that means at selected Sturkiniko sites, yes. okay. you, so tomorrow you'd be able to, to book, and a, a lot of people are doing block bookings yeah. uh, for those selected screenings, and it's available on the Sturkiniko site. It's available on our site. You can find... Uh, information on the Kings of Mulberry Street Facebook page sure. and our Instagram page. Okay. But the film officially releases next week on the 28th of June. Okay, interesting. There, well, yeah. you can check uh, websites for details there. Kanaga says, congratulations. What an inspiring interview. And that's from Kanaga in Port Elizabeth. When we come back, we wrap up our conversation. Time to wrap up our conversation now. About three minutes left. We've got the superstars of tomorrow joining us today in studio. And that is Akil Hussein and Shan Natu, who are the leads of the uh, new feature that's going to have its pre-release at the weekend. And then, of course, um, across all cinemas uh, next week. And that's the film called Kings of Mulberry Street. Well, Judy Naidu is the director and producer of it. And I think... You know, what's very clear and what's very evident is that uh, there's a great... Oh, just another message for you here uh, from Logan Archery. It's heartwarming to see we have little champs in SA. Hats off to Judy and on an awesome production. Well done and God bless you all. Judy, yes, I think on that note, it seems that there's a great deal of support for Indian origin uh, cinemas and stories coming through. I want you to talk to me about how inspiring this is for artists like yourself. Well, listen, for me to have two little Indian boys on the big screen is a really special moment because these opportunities have not existed before. Yeah. And these two do not realize what a massive thing they've actually done because this film is going to inspire so many other kids to think beyond their circumstances, to think bigger. Uh, you know, kids can now aspire to be an actor and uh, it's a first. It's a first for the Indian community. So I hope that people will really support them. And I can put my head on the block right now and say, you are going to be blown away. Yeah. They are phenomenal. Amazing. Block your ears. You don't want to hear this. I'm saying good things about, <laughs> about you now. Hey, well, guys, <laughs> as you say goodbye now, I mean, you know, what, what did you learn throughout this process? How has it made you a better human? Let's start with you, Akhil. Um, it taught me that uh, you... you 
age doesn't uh, stop you what your talent is. Uh, for example, if you want to do something, you should not st uh, stop at where you are and think, no, I'm too small, I'm too old. And you should um, you should take the chances. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But it in all uh, examples, it teaches you very good lessons. Amazing, there. Thanks so much for that great lesson. I think that's that that's inspired me <laughs> there. What about you, Sean? Your lesson, your takeaway from this entire movie process? This movie process taught me to be with. Kia and be with other children and learn special things and make bonds and it taught me a lot of things. It was a great experience. Yeah, wonderful. So guys, I hope wish you all the best with the movie and you must give me your autograph before you leave so I can say I met the two superstars of the moment. And uh, yeah, hope you continue to achieve your goals, guys. Thanks so much for coming through today. Come. Judy, I see that um, there's quite a great deal of support. Those who would like to contact you, the best way to do it would be your social media pages, right? Yes, I think that's where you can inquire. We have a publicity team that's uh, responding to people's questions. So if you have um, questions about where it's greening and uh, all the cinema listings, all of that is going to be available on our pages. Well, we wish you all the best with Kings of Mulberry Street. And thank you so much for talking to us about the filmmaking process and the growth of Indian Origin Cinema, Judy. Wish you all the best. It's been a pleasure. So that's how we have to leave it now and we wrap up our broadcast. We say thanks to the team executive producer Salma Patel and Rachel Vadi. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about the possibility of having the 1860 story being taught at schools through the history syllabus. I think it's, it's something that you've constantly been talking about here on this program since 2010. Right now, there's some sort of moves, movement about it. What's it going to ultimately yield? We'll talk about it tomorrow between 1 and 2. From me, Tarish, hey, have an awesome day.